from the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Hello and welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. For the first time ever opening the show, I'm Buzzy Cohen alongside producer Sarah Foss. Well done, Buzzy. Well done. Thank you. I hope I did well enough to get to do it again one day. Uh, I don't know. Let's not push it. (laughs) Well, how are you doing? You celebrated a birthday. We had a lot going on in the world of Jeopardy this week. Yes, it was Jeopardy. Jeopardy, baby. And, you know, it came with some big announcements. Mm -hmm. It came with, of course, the Anytime Test. I took it. I know. I love that I you took, took it. it. Yeah. You know, because as people may or may not know, on Jeopardy, we let people take the test, even who have taken it within the last year, even people like Buzzy Cohen, who have already been contestants. But the point is that in addition to getting new people to take the test, we want to raise money for a great cause. That cause, of course, pancreatic cancer research with Stand Up to Cancer. And we were able to donate $59,000 to support that cause. Thanks to the 15,873 wow. people who took the Anytime Test on Jeopardy. Wow. That is incredible. You know, when I was taking the Jeopardy test back in 2015 or whatever, and it wasn't Anytime, I think the total number of people that took the test was something, I was told something like 60 or 70,000. So to have everyone on one day, you know, almost a a quarter of that is really impressive. Just speaks to how great our fans are and also our future contestants. That's right. We hope that the next great champion took that test on Jeopardy. About 100,000 people do take the test at this point annually because of the Anytime test. It did allow it to be more accessible for people. It takes 15 minutes. So if you missed it, it's still up there. That's will, why we call it the Anytime Test. You can still go and take it right now. And I will say, like, you know, I finished it in about seven. Oh, bragging. So if you know the answer, well, I'm just saying, if I you mean, know the I'm answer. I'm just, just saying, if you got it. Up to 15 minutes, I would say. Up to 15 minutes. So yeah. if you are a Buzzy Cohen level competitor, could take you less than 10. Just yeah. saying. I mean, you don't find out what your score is at the end. So I guess the best thing that you've got is uh, how fast you got done. I like it. All you right. always make something a competition, Buzzy. I, I love that do. about yes, you. I always Yes, yes. Did you hear a little cough in the background? I did hear a little <laughs> cough in the background. We have a little sick friend in the studio yeah, today. Yeah, it's spring break, you know. It's yeah. spring break. One of my daughters, Reagan, isn't feeling great. And I was in New York last week. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted some mommy time. And I said, hey, no better time to be with mommy than in the pod uh, with exactly. Buzzy and the team. Yeah. So. She's here away. with a Jeopardy blanket on the pod couch. Well, and when you were in New York, you and Mr. Michael Davies recorded a special episode of the pod. Yes, we did. And you announced something very exciting. Oh, yes, that's right. If you haven't heard, and I think you have, Champions Wild Card is now coming into the mix. We've been teasing mm-hmm, on this pod mm-hmm. the expansion of the postseason. We had been teasing, you know, second chance coming back, but... One of the big things we heard from people was, hey, you have this competition for second chancers who didn't win one game, and then you've got TOC last season for people Mm -hmm. who won four or more, but what about those other champions? In between. Yeah, they deserve another shot, and that's exactly what we thought. So Champions Wildcard will be a chance for any of our players who won at least one game to compete if they don't already qualify for the TOC, and we don't know this season. That could be three-game winners Looking like it'll definitely be four game winners. Not sure yet, but second chance won't be an automatic 
drop into TOC now. Second Chance will feed into Champions Wildcard because once you win a game in Second Chance, then you too are a champion. There you go. And, you know, lots of feedback we have heard already, positive, negative, but I really want to encourage people to watch it all play out. Exactly, In the postseason of Season 40, I really think what you're going to get the gameplay, the level of competition, the excitement when those few people advance to the TOC. I think this is going to be great jeopardy, and I just want people to to check it out, you know, keep an open mind. I think we've got something really good in store. I am extremely excited for that because as we saw in Second Chance, sometimes these people who do not necessarily hit their stride, they come back, they're a little more familiar. As we've seen, you know, TOC levels up because of the familiarity. How does that play out if you spend, you know, a a week, quote unquote, a week doing second chance, then another week, you know, or whatever in Champions Wildcard, all of a sudden you're coming into this TOC. If you've kind of won that many in close succession, you're feeling pretty confident. Yeah. What a Cinderella story would it be if we have a second chancer who then goes into Champions Wildcard, makes it out of that, makes it into the TOC. It could happen. Look, This show has been on long enough, and we've seen almost everything imaginable under the sun. And knowing that Jeopardy will continue on probably long past my life, God willing. Absolutely. Uh, And you're going to have a long life, but that's how long (laughs) Jeopardy's going to go. It's going to happen. It's going (laughs) to happen. And I can't wait. I hope that I'm there to see it. So it's really exciting stuff. Thank you, Sarah and Michael, for getting together and dropping that for us. Yep. It was a big drop. And that wasn't the only thing that Mm. was dropped last week. Another big announcement regarding you, my friend. Yes, yes. We are bringing the fans an all-new Jeopardy! podcast. It's called This is Jeopardy! The Story of America's Favorite Quiz Show, and it's hosted by me. Can it get better? It can get better because I have been recording these. It's a little different than Inside Jeopardy, which is sort of an in-the-moment, what's going on. We converse, we catch up. This is Jeopardy! is deeply researched. We go out, we interview people, we find the stories. I know a lot about Jeopardy, just being a fan and being a part of it. And there's so much that I've learned. And it's also great to hear these stories from the voices of the people who live them in many cases. It's organized sort of around these big moments in Jeopardy. It's not just sort of, okay, in this year we did this. And in this year, you know, we really created some interesting thematic points with the team at Sony Music. And I'm excited. I'm very honored to be a part of it. And I'm excited for the fans to get to dig in because I think they're really going to learn a lot. And it's also, you know, what's interesting about this, too, as a fan, we talk to all these people who make the show every day and have been doing so for decades. And so it's really, really cool. I know these people now, but as a fan, I can imagine hearing from them. Uh, is going to be really exciting. Yeah, they offer incredible insight and point of view that not everyone has heard before. I've been able to listen to a couple of the episodes, and I said this before, I'm learning things. And I think that says a lot about what this podcast is bringing. So it will launch on April 26th. The teaser is out there. It really does a good job of you want more. You want more than just that (laughs) short teaser. But go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, because when it launches on April 26th, you will want to be listening. And if that wasn't enough, there is more Jeopardy! news. Our Masters competitor and 2022 Tournament of Champions winner, Amy Schneider, announced her new book. The title, In the Form of a Question, it's coming out in October. 
you know, Amy's been talking about that she was very busy working on this book, and she really wanted to share, you know, the life-changing benefits that come from being curious about the most important subject in the world, yourself. Mm. So, you know, she even talked in Masters about, you have these 15-second interviews. She got to do 40-plus of them, having been a longtime Jeopardy contestant. But she wanted to peel back the onion a little more. There are so many other stories deeper stories for her to share and uh, this book is going to be a chance for her to do that. We are uh, big Amy fans in my house so um, excited to pre-order this book and dig in and find out more about Amy who's just an incredible competitor excited also about Masters coming up uh, and seeing how Amy holds her own against her former competitors and some other amazing players from Jeopardy! present. Yes, I don't know if everyone heard the air dates. ABC did drop those, but Masters is debuting on May 8th. It will air May 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then on Friday, May 12th that week. We'll come back for a second week, May 15th, 16th, and 17th, and then the big conclusion, the Mm. semifinals and the final on the 22nd through 24th. So it's a three-week event, 10 episodes, 20 games. Yeah, 10 episodes with two games each, so 20 games. One champion, Buzzy. Mark your calendars on your Inside Jeopardy because we are, I'm sure, going to be diving oh, yeah. we're, deep. We're into doing these a deep games. dive. I've got no. I've got you know mountains of notes. Right, you have your Carlos notes. Carlos is pulling the stats. Oh my it's goodness, just, the yeah. stats. Well, there is so much amazing stuff going on in the world of Jeopardy. But now I think, why don't we just dig into last week's games? Um, Factors ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Hi. Some beep boops. We kicked off the week with returning champion Tamara Gatos going for her second win up against Nicole Rudolph and Kevin Manning. Good game. Very evenly matched. We had some great hair in Kevin. I just got to say that. What is, you know, the tail and mane. <laughs> I know. Um, it was good. And we had that WWE category last week with Triple H. A lot yes. of people making a little little comparison. I see you it. know, you see Kevin and Triple H back when Triple H had the, the long flowing locks. He was a Kevin in the making. Yeah, well, pretty tight game. Um, and in double jeopardy, still pretty evenly matched. Each of our competitors getting eight or nine correct, one or two incorrect. Tamara incorrect on that $5,000 daily double. Nicole correct on the $3,000 daily double. Um, Not a super, super strong score, but enough to give her a runaway. 
Yes, and I have to talk about one of the clues that has received a little buzz this week. The category, the Bible, the clue, after the Last Supper, Jesus traveled to this garden to pray and was arrested there. The correct response, what is the Garden of Gethsemane? Kevin responded with Gethsemane. Ken ruled him incorrect. Then Tamara rebounded with Gethsemane. So then she was ruled correct, and all of these people are online saying, Wait, but he used the hard G. It is Gethsemane. And yes, it is Gethsemane, but it's not Gethsemane. I actually visited the Garden of Gethsemane wow. with the Clue Crew. So I I had firsthand knowledge of this one. And I know that people are wanting to make sure that Kevin wasn't robbed. I saw that, you know, Ken <laughs> Jennings robs Kevin of correct <clears throat> response. We didn't actually rob him of that. He did put a D at the end of the word, it had nothing to do with the hard G at the beginning. Yes. It's a tough ruling, but it is the right ruling. Yeah, and I remember in our briefing, and I'm sure it's the same briefing now that it was seven years ago <laughs> or close to it. I mean, um, it's probably improved and evolved. Yeah, of course, but yes. But the, the nuts and bolts The are nuts there. and bolts are the same, and, and they go into this, that if your pronunciation changes the spelling, it's incorrect. But if it could be spelled that way, if it's a word you've only read and not heard, then which happens a lot in our yes. world, you know, like... Yes. Uh, especially with our big reading contestants. Reading contestants, crossword people. Uh, so the examples we were given was if you said Jialai, that would be correct, even though we call it Hylai. And <laughs> um, uh, the example was given of a contestant who said Nabibia uh, instead of Namibia. Um, and they went back to the tape. So anyway, that is something that the contestants are well aware of, even if the tabloids are not. Kevin, I'm sure, knew what he had done wrong. Yes. And he also knew the correct response in final. He was the only one who did. Yeah. But as we know, Nicole had already sealed the deal with a runaway. Nicole wins and goes into Tuesday as the returning champion up against Lisa Sreken and Mara Lasko. Yeah. People loving Lisa from the very beginning. You know, she's getting a lot of love sometimes for her facial expressions. I got to say, even her interview, she won me over. She talked about placing third place in a Hall & Oates music video contest. You know, she said she learned about being famous, having haters. She received a lot of comments that she looks nothing like John Oates, which she said is false. <laughs> Gotta love her comedy. In the Jeopardy round, once again, Nicole had a small lead as that came to an end. Yeah, and it was a low-scoring double Jeopardy round, which was interesting. Everyone under 10,000 at the end of the round. Uh, Nicole did have a lead, not a runaway. Our champion, Nicole, unable to come up with the correct response in final. So Lisa goes from second place, nearly doubling up for a come-from-behind win. Ken closes the show by saying, from third place in a Holland Oats contest to first place on Jeopardy. What a journey. I did enjoy the please clap addition to the final Jeopardy yes, response. So. She wanted to please clap because she wasn't confident that she was going to have the correct response. And then <laughs> Ken jokes, you know, you thought it was wrong. So when you were right, it just looked like you were gloating. Like, hey, that's right. Please <laughs> clap. I got the correct response. <laughs> All right. Well, Lisa moves on to Wednesday to face Jordan Davis and Iris Masucci. All right. Well, now Lisa's facial expressions have really gone on to uh, a, a mind of their own on social media. I get it. You know, she's she's wearing her heart on her sleeve. Yes. Or and her all face. the faces that match. But you know what? Her gameplay is matching up with those faces. She racked up 13 correct responses in the Jeopardy round. But Jordan and Iris, they both right went for a, yeah, perfect eight for eight in their responses. Pretty level round overall. Now, in this interview, Lisa tells us how she had recently left her job, and she joked that she was having a midlife crisis looking for a next job. 
She recently found out that she could throw things really far, so obvious choice, NFL quarterback next season. Wow. Well, I also want to talk about Jordan's interview talking about being a huge Disneyland fan. We obviously we are, are huge, huge fans. Disneyland fans. Uh, Jordan has a podcast, Disneyland Forever. Um, I have, I mean, I think we've talked about this on the pod. I actually went to Disneyland with Ken, kind of a boy's trip yes, to Disneyland. I remember. Very, I wasn't very, invited. Very normal. I don't think I could have invited you. I think I was still In eligible. In stars, right? No, it was right after goat taped. It was between goat taping and okay. goat airing. So Got I was it. still eligible. We weren't allowed to be friends yet. Well, it sounds like, Sarah, we have an open invitation to be on what? their podcast. I got uh, tagged in a post that Jordan uh, wrote about his experience on the show, which you'll hear more about in a second. But he said, on a final note to any Jeopardy peeps, including Sarah and Buzzy, because yes, I always catch Inside Jeopardy. We love you for that. Oh, thank you, Jordan. We left an open invitation regarding Disneyland to all of you on our podcast this week. So I want to go to Disneyland with Jordan. I also want to go on their podcast. You know, we're we're diehard. I think it would be great. We should break down like yes. how we do our day. How we approach a day, favorite foods, favorite totally. rides, favorite place to All relax. So Jordan, uh, Jordan, we're hit here us for up. it. We're gonna do. I'm I'm ready to do it. Are you All ready right, to do I'm it? I'm ready. Okay. Let's well, dive deep into Disneyland. And that brings us to Double Jeopardy. All right, we'll dive deep into that for now. Lisa and Iris continued to battle it out, both hitting big daily doubles. Lisa ending up on top, going into final. Everyone was incorrect. But Everyone Lisa's was incorrect. response I had to love. Who is Goodbye, Cruel World? Uh, once again, <laughs> she just brought the comedy. And she reminds me of me. Yes, you had yeah. some of those responses yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe she <laughs> took the Buzzy Cohen handbook for how to respond in final when you don't know the response or yeah. you just want to be comedic. But an interesting wager. You know, mm. she wagered an amount that if she was incorrect, she would have $1 less than second Lace's current score. I think she might have meant to do $1 more. Mm. Thankfully, it didn't really end up mattering. Ken ended the show by saying, Lisa will be saying hello to us again tomorrow <laughs> in response to her who is Cruel World. You know, the post-game chat, she talked about, like, she needs to lose her next game because <laughs> she has no more stories to tell. And then we head into Thursday. Yep. Uh, Lisa is up against Jacob Lang and Sharon Stone. Not wow. that Sharon Stone. Not that Sharon Stone, but you had to think about it. So this was our Jeopardy game, and in the Jeopardy round, Sharon and Jacob neck and neck, ending the round just $800 apart. Sharon Stone told us in her interview that she has a sister, Kathy, who was also a contestant on Jeopardy, and she came in third. So Sharon says they're both pretty competitive, and she's hoping that someone else rolls over and at least lets her have second place so that she could have, you know, bragging rights at home. <laughs> well, uh, the double Jeopardy round, she does not need anyone to roll over because she really took off uh, 12 correct responses, a $2,000 and $4,000 correct daily double, leave Sharon with a runaway score at $18,000. Yeah, Lisa wasn't able to compete in final, but she sure brought us a lot of joy within her two wins. We know that she'll be back in Champions Wild Card. She said in her post-game chat, this is, I quote, the chatting was a little excruciating, so I don't mind being done. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of our contestants feel this way. Like, let me play the game. Don't make me do the interview. Apparently, Lisa felt that very strongly, uh, but she sure was a lot of fun to watch. And then Ken asked Sharon 
you know, so how many wins will it take for your sister to start getting annoyed? And she <laughs> said, oh, just probably one. And then he said, well, maybe we can have you both on some sort of siblings reunion. Yeah. I, You know, I find it interesting that Lisa found the chat part annoying, but I... I will admit, and this is probably not a popular opinion, okay. it's not my favorite part of the show. Really? Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? You know, I, I know this is a comment people often make, but I think it just allows you sometimes to connect with those contestants. Maybe not every interview, but you never know when you're going to get an interview like Martha Bath and right. talking about, you know, competing with Art Fleming in the 70s, going home with encyclopedias and a handful of dollars. I love those kind of stories. I get it. And it is fun. And it's great to get to know the contestants. It just feels, I don't know, there's something, it, it breaks up the game a little bit. And maybe that's good. Maybe it allows some contestants a break to get back into it. Um, I also really enjoy the fake Jeopardy stories Twitter account. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on Inside yes. Jeopardy. but no, it's good. Very, very funny. It's good. And remember, you know, Jeopardy is a dinnertime show for totally. a lot of people. So you got to get a chance to take in a couple bites of food. Totally. Well, and also I wonder... If you know, you're competing, where, you know... You get... Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. It is. It definitely feels like it's a little bit of a relic of a bygone game show era. Yes. And does it fit in with the Michael Davies Jeopardy is a sport ethos is my question. I mean, you don't stop a... So you don't, like, in the middle of a soccer game, interview the players and ask them, like, you know, what their favorite pizza topping is. I get that. Uh, but I, I love I, nostalgia. I, I think there's something to be said for keeping some things the same. That's I'm the not, glory of Jeopardy. I'm not... 61 clues and responses and a little anecdote in between. I'm not suggesting we get rid of it. I also think maybe we make the anecdotes wilder. Like we watched that, I think it's in the pilot episode, where someone talks about how they demonstrate science to kids or whatever, how it yes. works. And he pulled out a prop. Yeah. I want a prop. Contestants I, will be bringing props if Buzzy has his I don't say. know what I'm saying. The point is... He's relating I'm, I'm to re you, I'm relating Lisa. to Lisa. This was a long way around. It really Poor was. Alexa is going to have to edit this down to something Whew. meaningful. Okay. But well, Friday's guess what? Game, We've made it to Friday. <laughs> we have Sharon Stone relying on her basic instincts against fellow competitors Brittany Shaw and Jen Petro Roy. I see what you did yep. there. All right. Well, in the Jeopardy round, Sharon and Jen ended it just $1,000 apart. In the interview, we hear from Brittany. She may have been in the negative at the point where she told this story, but it was a positive for me. Yeah. These are the kind of stories we would lose. Totally. She named her rescue cat Simba, but without the eye, because the cat is missing an eye. Uh, that's okay. a very Jeopardy contestant and then uh, Ken asked anecdote. I like it. Yeah. If Simba watches Jeopardy, and Brittany joked, ah, half of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. See, okay, Brittany. You do not want to miss uh, out on I these kind of I would miss out on that. There's nothing funnier than comedy, I always say. Well, in Double Jeopardy, Brittany climbed out of the hole, uh, ended the round in second place, but Sharon with another runaway, 15500 uh, thanks to that $2,500 daily double. Well, in final, Sharon was the only one who was correct tacking on another $1,100 to her score, but she didn't need anything because it was a runaway her second in a row and a nice trend we have going. Mm -hmm. I have to say, she's our fourth female champion. We had Tamara, then we had Nicole, then we had Lisa, now we have Sharon. You know, she revealed in the post-game chat, there's a third sibling. And the third sibling, she said, is probably the smartest one of all, but she's not yet tried out. So wow. Ken said, tell her from me. She should try out. And I wow. look forward to meeting the whole family. How about that? Well, Three siblings. That is incredible. Who could possibly be on Jeopardy? That, I mean, sibling tournament in the making. We also had Ray. Ray Lalonde has an yes. identical twin who's 
trying out for the show. So, And I think we have another identical twin coming up. And there so. were the sisters and the mother. Yes, not identical twins. Not identical, yes. yeah. And then we had a father and child. I mean, it's it's cool when it's all in the family. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What about well, your kids? Are they going to be uh, Jeopardy champions? I don't, uh, well, one of them really wants to go on the show. I don't know if my... Uh, involvement in this podcast makes them mm. ineligible. Well, they're young. They have time. Yes, they have time. Maybe I'll be dead or I will be fired by then. How about you, Sarah? <laughs> is it a family affair over there, the Jeopardy? Well, you know, they know that I uh, fill in for Johnny as as fake Johnny. And so they think that being the announcer would be cool. They like to practice mm. their this is Jeopardy. Um, I don't know that they want to be a contestant. I feel like they want to host and announce, you know, that's kind of mm. online with, with them. But Again, they might be uh, ineligible. 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 Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. Well, there you have it. What a fun week of games. Sharon Stone gets to spend the weekend as the Jeopardy champion after two impressive wins. We're going to see if she continues to have total recall of ah. this trivia. But now it's time for viewer questions. <laughs> Derek asks, I've taken the Anytime test as a most fitting way to mark Jeopardy. Thank you, Derek. My last test before that was on May 21st of last year. My question is whether my test anniversary, my... Anniversary? Oh, I did had a hard there? time reading that. My anniversary now resets to March 30th or if May 21st is still in play. Thank you very much. Derek, this is a great question because all of you that just took the test last week are probably wondering the same thing. Yes, your anniversary is now reset. So for anyone who took the test on March 30th, you will now have to wait one year from that day to take it again. Thank you for the question, Derek. Sam asks, I loved the Retro J episode so much. Do you have plans to release more archive footage? Yeah, so Sam is referencing that on Jeopardy, we also did a YouTube viewing of Alex's first episode in 1984. Of course, last year on Jeopardy, we did Art Fleming's pilot episode that never was aired. And these are a lot of fun for us. So I think you can definitely expect to see another one on next year's Jeopardy. We're celebrating the 60th birthday. So we've already started thinking about a very special never-before-seen episode that we are going to view together. But you're going to have to wait almost a year for that one, Sam. So stay tuned. Well, and also we have those kind of classic episodes that are airing on Pluto TV. That, that is aren't correct. Quite retro, but but there's you, some buzzy ones I've heard. So ones people are happy because yeah, if someone, you missed Buzzy the first time around, go to Pluto TV because you can catch them. All right, that brings us to the end of today's episode. As always, we will be back next Monday for more gameplay discussion. Will Sharon Stone win this time at the casino? Or will she be among the quick and the dead, as we like to call the Jeopardy losers? Well, uh, Sharon Stone, we'll have to see if she can secure that third win. And if Buzzy can have another round of Sharon Stone movie references, I don't know which part of seeing her run continue is more exciting. But please, as always, subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave us a comment, share across social, follow us at Jeopardy on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on TikTok. And send us your questions to InsideJeopardyPodcast at gmail.com. We will see you all next week. Don't miss it. <laughs>